poppin', it's Friday night, so everything is poppin'. I got skin to spin on the hand, so let the games begin. Hey guys. Hi. Um. <laughs> Good start. Man. Great, great job hosting. You write I, all of these notes oh out yeah. here. You're like taking all your time, and then you can't even spit a word I out. Just, I uh, there's a lot to unpack from this weekend. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I had a great time judging a barbecue competition. <laughs> I, had a great, um, I was screaming at my mother's TV. Yeah, it <laughs> I went was home for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, something else. Uh, welcome to the Bluminati Podcast, presented by RP Electrical Solutions LLC. We got a new number for you guys. Uh oh. Oh, listeners to the podcast. If you want to contact RP Electrical Solutions LLC, give them a call at 813 426 6592. And find them on Facebook at RP Electrical Solutions LLC. Again, that new number is 813 426 6592. That number is just special for you guys. So give them a call and you will uh, get helped out. I believe we've gotten one. Job for RP Electrical Solutions. <laughs> Pay it off. Yeah, so, buddy. Uh, it's working. He said, can you please rip out my internet so I don't have to listen to this fucking show anymore? <laughs> <laughs> but hey, they will do that for you. <laughs> they will take they your will. internet out of your <laughs> house. <laughs> Along with other things. Uh, you, this hurricane is uh, bearing down on Tallahassee yeah, and everybody. Now the pay, now it's going to pay <laughs> off. <laughs> baby. We're going to catch some bands. And uh, if you're living in a 1922 bungalow like this place. 1922 <laughs> would be new compared to this place. <laughs> Uh, they'll be able to fix you right up once uh, the power's restored. So if anything goes awry. Well, can they install generators? I think you can do that yourself. <laughs> you just, do. Make, just make sure it's Poor outside. You just make sure it's no. outside. Yeah, I know, but you, you, know, you want to hook it up to your like actual house. Like There's a procedure to that. I don't know. I, I, honestly, I feel I like they know. should be able to. You know, I'm sure they do. I'm okay. sure it's a very simple thing. Just put your generator inside the house, and, uh, and it'll stay it nice and dry. Just turn it on, yeah. yeah. Also, turn your car on in the garage. <laughs> garage is a drink bleach. <laughs> well, that concludes the segment of things you don't do. <laughs> Sponsored by. Uh, not them. <laughs> Good idea. All right, guys. Um, a little bit more podcast uh, business. We got the watch party coming up on Friday, y'all. Well, I'm excited. What? Oh, man. Watch party, watch party, watch party. I so, heard it's at the hottest new restaurant in South Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, Connor's going to be account. so mad at you oh, for that man. show. Oh, that's, that's just mean. Uh, so nice if you guys time. want to see us in action and watch football with us, you can join us at the Beef Braves in South Tampa. That's 2819 South McDill Ave. Friday, uh, beginning at 6 p.m. for a night of football giveaways and more. Uh, present a percent of the food and beverage purchases Go back to the Daily Stampede to help us with away game travel and whatnot. And we will have very cool stickers that uh, the mothership yeah. provided oh, yeah. have us to give out. Woo-hoo. Um, you can't see them, but we can. And you know what? The stickers are really cool, and that's not even the best thing. Uh, our friend Lauren has oh, graciously given us two tickets uh, to her suite for the UConn game. I want those. Uh, so want we too. will raffle those off and... We have a pair of Black Friday tickets to give away. Woohoo! And that's those aren't even the trivia question Black Friday tickets. These are two more tickets for people to get. So be sure to come out and support the Daily Stampede and come watch football with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 
I mean, I've never sometimes had... you think you, you don't want to see how the sausage gets made, but it, this is this, this an is, opportunity. This is the best Irish bar in Tampa. Wow. I, I, I can't. So um, <laughs> more people than ever have come up to us, I think, this year. I think we have, you know, it's since it's not just me out there, like, on the ground, because when we were doing it before, it was me and Jamie was never here. So it was just the two of us. Um, but I was, was the only face of it. Who? Jamie? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the guy you've never met? That guy. Yeah. Um, we live in Texas, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been great. Like, I, you know, I was you know, out judging a barbecue competition and people were just coming up to us. Couldn't, could not have been nicer. Um, it's been like really good. And every time we have an experience and an interaction with y'all, it has been every time we've done events like this before, it's been great. So as we continue to grow and as you guys continue to bitch about the amount of coverage you get from the mainstream media outlets on Twitter, um, we will, Oh boy. And boy, were y'all bitching this week? Jesus, Mary and Joseph, you are the fucking worst people. You people. Do you guys not remember skip Holtz? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, y'all were like really mean to some leave Joey alone. Leave Joey alone. Leave Matt alone. No, no, just Joey. Joey. (laughs) Leave him alone. Just leave Joey alone. (laughs) Just leave Joey alone. And like, you know, and then Greg's got to get in there and start to, Spending. He didn't oh, work there anymore. I know that was awesome. Like Greg coming off the top rope. Like, you know, can we just, we're trying to give as much coverage for the bulls as we possibly can, but we've got to make it economically viable because as Nate is learning, you lose your fucking ass doing this I, job. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I am, I am losing money covering USF. That is 100%. I did it for years, coach. Let me tell you, like, it's, uh, it's just how it works. Labor of love for you fine folk. And we appreciate everyone just that supports us, dicks. but just, come out. So stop being dicks and go give us money so we can stop losing <laughs> yeah, all this money. money. Dicks. Give us money. Assholes. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, he's the marketing director, but I don't think that's the way to get money from people. <laughs> you don't know how to market USF fans. You beat them down and then they give you money. I've seen it. I've seen it for years. How, that's how that season ticket base stayed around 10K yeah. through all the skip holes there. 10 fucking years. <laughs> Guilt, baby. I can't even think of anything funny to say for that. <laughs> that was, I was yeah, pointing at the Steve, truth. by the way. He's the marketing guru. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. fucked. If I'm the marketing person, we're absolutely fucked. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> Goddamn. I'm going to blow the money on. You can't even get his fucking chicken minis anymore. <laughs> I know, man. God, God damn it. Yeah. For Chick-fil-A anymore. You can't We're, blame me. By the way, free Chick-fil-A after lightning wins all season, which is unbelievable. Deal. Also free Chick-fil-A. If you go to USF games, I think they're still doing that. What actually? the fuck? What? What? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. If you have the Chick-fil-A one app, uh, you get like, if all you really got to do is be in Raymond James, you could just like walk next to Raymond James and you will get Shut. a free like entree. No kidding. Yeah, they did it for the first two games. I don't know if they're going to, because we haven't had a home game since basically. Well, we had ECU, but they did it for ECU as well. But regardless, I'm pretty sure they're going to continue that partnership. Wow. Yeah. That's big. big Are are, are we pretty sure? Can I keep that in there? Because we have some people who will get really pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've already pissed off enough people and the chicken minis thing wasn't even my fault. (laughs) Do do you have to be straight to claim this? We can can take that arc. (laughs) No, leave it in. Leave it in. No, leave that in. I don't care. That's fine. Um, Next. All right. So some actual news. Uh, the AP and the coaches poll and all of the polls came out this weekend. <laughs> you were going to say the C word, weren't I you? I was. <laughs> and uh, USF joins the ranks of the ranked. Ranked. Joins <laughs> <laughs> the ranks of the ranked. In the Department of Redundancy Department, USF yeah. joins the ranks of the ranked at number 23. Did you hit the drugs at your employer today? What is wrong with you? 
<laughs> he's had Jimmy, a big week. Right? Do you need some he caffeine, showed up buddy? 30, they were 40 minutes late to this. <laughs> show. He was late. Just sniffing, <laughs> and scratching his arm. <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever. What are you he cop? Needs it after <laughs> dealing with us. Are you are you a cop? I don't Am understand. I it's like that Chappelle's show bit. Can I get any more of the rankings? <laughs> oh dear lord. Oh man. So we're, so we're ranked. Yay. Whoopee. We don't need to be ranked. We. Uh, I mean, I think uh, we it, should it, just get that, into it right a, now. That's a default ranking. It, yeah. it has to be. It, uh, too too many teams lost for us not to join, but we have not played our way into uh, a ranking. We've gone ass backwards into this ranking. But so like has USF throughout their entire yeah, no, exactly. No, absolutely. This so is on me, brand. So let me make the case for USF being ranked. They're twenty seventh in the. S&P and they're undefeated. All right. That's the case. Here's everything that's wrong. They've played Ewan and, and 64 and three teams in triple digits. They have beaten none of them. 56. Georgia, Georgia Tech 56? Georgia Tech 56. Okay, so 56 and three, oh, te- and three teams in triple digits. They're playing Tulsa this weekend, who is in the 90s. And then 93? the week after that, they get the literally the worst team in college football. UConn is 130 or 130. And by the way, there was an article today on SB Nation about how UConn could potentially be historically like since World War II type I of bad. S- I saw a tweet today Can't that to UConn's total defense, uh, uh, total yards defensively per game is over 100 yards worse than 129 so they're 130th (laughs) and then 129 is 115 yards better than they are so So we're gonna keep that game nice and close (laughs) yeah it's gonna be real nice and close for that uh homecoming thriller (laughs) homecoming game which we found out is at 7 p.m woohoo that is uh, a big woohoo. On, that is a big it, woohoo. And it's on the 11, I mean, it's on CBS Sports Network That's because the 11, again, the 11 Network was a Fuck fucking shit you people show. at the 11 Network, whoever your announcers are, are jackasses. That was, uh, I mean, it wasn't targeting. It was not targeting was Kobe Weiss. That was fucking dirty. Isaiah Rogers did not go head hunting on our kicker. He, That's definitely not what happened. <laughs> that was, I saw just briefly the commentary because we, we might have a cut up of just the offensive plays that Vito made us just because he's special and which is like the most wonderful way to go back and watch football ever. And we should probably like get a subscription I, model so that we can like send these to people after games. Yeah, or like a secret uh, hey, text chat or something. Uh, and, like all your content they, does belong to us. Ten, yes. ten, ten bucks a game. Ten bucks a game. And we'll ten send, bucks a game. And we'll send it to you. You can watch. You the can't games afford to pay all these people ten bucks if they do this. <laughs> <laughs> the ten, like you can watch the entire game in about twenty-five minutes, basically. Oh God, I want to do that now. It's crazy. <laughs> That's it's nice. Good. It's really nice. So. Um, how many people out there have Amazon Prime? Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you right raise your hand? Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, Fuck maybe you, we can put it on something that, you know, works the Amazon Prime subscription, like uh, it's twi- Twitch. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> that won't get us shut down on a fucking... No, wait, no, we're repurposing the content, though. Fair, go- use, fair use, because we repurpose it. Wait, so can I just put a filter over my TV and rebroadcast Game of Thrones? <laughs> I mean, have you it's seen those artistic. watch parties where they watch Game of Thrones? No. I'm not a fucking nerd. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but after that Harry Potter shit in the fucking... Uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> Fuck off. That was a good-ass quote. <laughs> 
the bit is that we we do we do the video and it's Nate and Steeg and uh, whoever with laser pointers and they're going. Well, no, I, I I still maintain we do the Mystery Science Theater three thousand camera from behind so you can see the screen, you see the back of our heads, and we're just giving hell to everything that happens on TV. That, I think it's that's great. a way to repurpose that. And all you have right. to do totally is literally and literally move the couch up four fucking inches and you're yeah. good to go. It's, we are. It's 30, I even mounted the TV the right way to make it happen. You yeah. didn't mount shit. It's thirty minutes oh, of content. Right. You just go through. <laughs> I had the guy do it. Goes in. It's kind of, that would kind of that's be a dangerous game we're playing there, Chief. Once again, I don't think anybody gives a shit. Like USF's going to take it as flattery. They're not. They're like, ah, somebody's watching this shit. Somebody's, somebody's watching yeah, the game and getting like shit about us. Nobody gives a fuck about USF UConn. Nobody. Get, the problem is, is that more. And this is true. More people give a fuck about Florida than Florida, USF in this Florida, market. Or, sorry, not sorry. I've said this forever, and it's the truth. Tampa is home to more University of Florida alumni than anywhere else on the planet. Because it's a fucking awesome city, and it's not that far. It's in Florida, and there's a lot of stupid lawyers. And there's also a lot of sidewalk alumni. As well, yeah, well, gee, well, that's just the state of Florida. You, depending if you were raised a Baptist or Methodist, you either a fucking Gator or Seminole. And if you're a uh, what is it? If you're a Hurricane, you just goddamn heathen. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That, that's, yeah. that right. seems legit. <laughs> so anyway, we're 27. We're undefeated. I get that. That I I understand. I understand why people rank, but we haven't blown anybody out. Like at all, we we no. beat Georgia Tech, who's a middling bottom tier ACC team, a bottom tier P five team. Um, we With beat them by one score at home. The petty motherfucker uh, had the helm there. Yeah. And, oh God, yeah. Oh, oh man. Woo. Jesus. That'll Coach work. Paul. <laughs> Coach Paul. Paul opened Coach up Paul. A can. <laughs> Coach Paul don't give a fuck. Apparently. Um, Dear Lord. But like, who? Can, you know what? Tell me where we're ranked at the end of the year. I don't care week to week. You know, it's. Fine, we get a little national publicity. There's three ranked teams, and like people are, oh, we get three ranked teams all in this division. Man. Yeah, but, but like, as soon as one of them loses, they're going home. Like, the, you're, you know, yeah. There's no way those three. Right. Give me two, call when you win the game. At world. least one of these three undefeated teams will end up with two losses. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. And the other issue is that <laughs> can I can I interject with something that please. I think is probably. Oh. So ranking rankings don't matter technically anymore. AP and, and no. coaches. I mean, they, 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 they factor. Yeah. The, the thing that's more impressive to me, at least, and I, I tweeted this out because I'm going to give myself another self plug that this was a good find by me. Last year, between last year and this year through week six, there were five teams that were undefeated that were undefeated through six games last year and undefeated through week six this year. Alabama, national champion. Clemson, mm-hmm. played a national championship. Georgia, was in the college football playoffs, USF and UCF. Five teams were able to pull it together in an offseason, you know, and avoid avoid the avoid losing within the first six weeks. And and for us to have the turnover we did with losing Q, Augie, uh, Dearness, pretty much one of our best wide receivers that we've had with Rodney Ad, or uh, Marquez Valdez scaling, you know, we had a good amount of turnover and we still haven't lost a game. Uh, way to schedule nice and soft to early, early yeah. up the season. That's I the mean, main like, point. You know, I mean, like, but there are teams that have lost. Like Virginia. if the league, but if the league had scheduled UCF in week three instead of ECU, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like that's arbitrary mm-hmm. to an extent. Absolutely, know? but so. still to be to not have been upsetted yet is is something to be commendable with a new group like this. And by the way, this this isn't going to get any better because people are like, oh, we're undefeated. It's great, but like if you're undefeated, you're not playing anybody that. 
kind of matters. Um, Quit being so negative, bro. I know. And Don't like, be negative. In, in this schedule, like in a sport where there isn't balanced scheduling, this is what's going to happen. And by the way, we're going to, although we're only a seven and a half point favorite and we'll get into that, we should win at Tulsa. We're going to blow UConn's doors off because they are literally the worst team in college football. I think we could play UConn. Yeah. I no, mean, probably. we could probably get on the field and still win the game. And I mean, when you're that, your schedule is that bad. I mean, mm-hmm. we are, I think the, the last number I saw was we're one twentieth in strength of schedule right now. Yeah. One twenty third. One twenty third. Those are UCF yeah. numbers. So like, What's horrible. Fall behind us. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. So, and they haven't played anybody either, by the way, because mm-hmm. Pitt and Georgia Tech and Illinois just are all transferable. And it's, it, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I mean, the big difference between us and UCF is UCF's winning a victory. 20 plus, and yeah. it's not, it looks really kind of effortless for them. They're playing complete games. Um, yes. The, I mean, the only problem is Mackenzie Milton's thrown a lot more interceptions than he did last year. And yeah, I don't know if that's, it's probably adjusting to the hypo offense that played the donuts. Did you say hype offense? Yes. Wow. Just too much hype. Yeah. So and they have a game this weekend, by the way. Who? They're playing Memphis at Memphis. Oh yeah. They got a fucking game. All right. If, that, if I mean, they're going to go down, this is the week they're going to do this it. This is definitely going to be trap the week. Game. This is like a, Oh shit. We ain't paying attention game. Yeah. Um, and Daryl Henderson is one of the best backs I've seen in a long time. I think he's still averaging over 10 yards a carry. He is your AAC offensive player of the year. Oh, 100%. Uh, it's, it's, it's not even, it's close. not even going to be close to anyone. It, do, it honestly doesn't matter what Blake or Jordan, if Jordan like pulls off like three more 300 yard games, then maybe, but Daryl Henderson is two in his future is just <laughs> cruising to this award. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. If you guys haven't seen Memphis play, check them out because they are exciting as hell. They can put them up. And, you and, know, it's at, and it's at Memphis. And it's in Memphis. And Memphis has won big games at home before. You know, they got that, that UCLA game last year with Josh Rosen where barn burner, you know, they've, so they, Oh yeah, no, Memphis doesn't give a fuck. They don't care. So, and they've put a nice program together. Also, struggle with attendance. I don't know how. I don't know what else there yeah. is in Memphis. What else can they do? Like uh, grit and grind. Chicken, delicious. Delicious. Delicious hot chicken. I don't know what I you're talking about. It's, grit, it's grit and grind time. Isn't that Dreamland Barbecue? No. It is Dreamland no, Barbecue. It's Alabama. No, no, no. Hot chicken's Nashville. This is Memphis. Get your, southern, get your southern metro, metropolitan cities. Yeah, how did you use hot chicken? By the way, the tournament, the basketball, basketball tournament's there this year, too, by the way, which if USF men's basketball just shows any kind of pulse. I think they will. I'm going. I think they got a <laughs> if they win, If they win one game by the time that uh, they get to that tournament, I'll probably end up going. <laughs> and I'm saying one game on their schedule, not one game like in the conference. As old, This is how old I am. The last conference tournament that USF played in that I went to at Memphis was the Darius Washington game, which freaking, what was that band wrote a song about? Like one of the craziest college basketball games that's ever been played. And that was 2000. It was our last game in CUSA. So it would have been 2005. That was your year one, wasn't it, Stig? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker doesn't know what a pog is. Wow. Yeah. He goes, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know what you guys were talking about, pogs. Like, what? what? Wow. Yeah. God, I feel old. Even Vito felt old. <laughs> Vito's like a year older than me. That's where his pog yeah. Dude, I'm the third oldest person at this table. That is very true. Yeah. Congratulations. Jeez. Um, so you guys just want to... I mean, is there anything else you want to go into before we jump into the UMass game? Medicaid? <laughs> and the, the UMass game? Okay. UMass. So, highlights. Jordan Cronkite, 302 yards. Absolute monster. Uh, I think 
My personal favorite was them showing highlights of his long runs and then breaking in from the replay to show another long touchdown <laughs> that, was a, <laughs> that was a little confusing. It was very. It looked, no, there was three of us sitting on the couch. I was at my I was at my buddy Phil's house, who is the sponsor of this podcast. Hi, we were watching we hey, were Phil. watching the game uh, with our kids and we're watching the replay and then it like kind of you don't see the cut yeah, like, back into action yeah. like wait is that is that happening is that right now and they're like oh yeah that's happening right okay. now i was doing the same thing i was sitting on the couch with my girlfriend hi rebecca and uh we were she's like wait did they just score again i'm like what the fuck are you? oh yeah they did <laughs> wait what is going yes, on yes yes they did and once again those announcers fucking atrocious like not even painful like it was uh, it was deadly it was just so bad um a lot of people almost died in that game. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, that was a little scary. That's not, you don't want to ever see that. These are fucking kids and they're playing a game. Like right. you, when you see the stretcher come out, it gets, yeah. it gets a little scary. Yeah, that was, but that was, there were multiple times where guys were down for a long period of time. As horrible as it sounds now, like when I see that the first thing I'm just like, oh, well he moved his legs. He's going to be okay. Pretty much. Well, and yeah. and like, I mean, that's yeah. terrifying that you think like that, like you could still have massive amounts of damage, but like, as soon as you see a guy and is like, as long as he's wiggling as his toes, you're like, yeah. voluntarily moving his feet. You're like, it's like, wiggle your okay, it could be really toes. bad. Right, you're good. He's going to be okay. It's going to yeah. suck, but he's going to be okay. Uh, you know? Yeah. I mean that. So Trevon Sands got hit with targeting. Uh, Vincent Davis probably should have yeah, been hit with targeting. But and they reviewed it. They said it wasn't. <laughs> That guy put well, his head up well, just in time. Well, yeah. well, um, found out Vincent Davis' nickname is Smoke. You don't want that smoke. <laughs> you do not. You do not. Clearly, you do not want that smoke. I don't want to know the backstory. Yeah, I was just going to yeah, say, we really want to blow up a kid's I don't, I don't know. No, that that was from Charlie Strong. Okay. Charlie Strong, he was like, uh, and then Smoke hit that, had that hit. Charlie Strong uh, doesn't believe uh, in drugs. Fumble. Like, he doesn't believe they exist. No, probably not. <laughs> um, so, good for him. <laughs> And then, uh, and he's a true freshman. He's right? a true freshman. Jesus he's from 18 years old. Where's he from? Hell. Duval. Uh, <laughs> yeah, close. What high school? Robert E. Lee High School. It's Good actually, enough. it's actually. Yeah. Turning- How did that happen? <laughs> oh, you should have been around for when we had uh, Nathan B. Forrest High School. Oh. <laughs> That's right. You were talking about that yeah. slack. Like, holy shit. Yeah, they finally like got around and they were like, hey, uh, hey we should probably this to Robert E. Lee. <laughs> This was this is gonna be Strom Thurmond. This was uh, not even the worst part about that. Nathan B. Forrest High School was the Rebels. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> took all took all their logo and colors from Ole Miss. So you, oh, oh, oh baby, you wanted to change that name as soon as you could. So uh, those kids should have sued retroactively. Oh, it yeah. took the students to 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 do it. Like the school board was like, oh, you guys want to change the name of the school? Why? Why? <laughs> and they're like. God. That is Duval as hell right there. <laughs> Heritage, not hate, fellas. Heritage, not hate. But yeah, he's uh, he's from Jacksonville. He's from uh, he's from Robert Lee High School. Uh, well, then yeah, that, guy, be that able kid, to hit. that kid, <laughs> that kid. Uh, I love how the Colonel was just <laughs> the school board. <laughs> just fucking god. Yeah, I will not Florida, tell get you your shit together. Jackson, Jacksonville needs to get their shit together. Well, yeah. in general, but. But yeah, um, oh, back to the game. Bortles Maybe. joke Bortles goes joke. here. Bortles joke goes here. 69 yeah. interceptions. 70 now, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't even do that right. <laughs> it was nice for about uh, one. I think he threw that interception, and then the next drive, he threw another interception on the first throw. Ron Kelsey was so mad. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck, uh, bro? All right. Um, geez, Louise. So and we're not, we're not kicker, seven. kicker Kobe Weiss got flattened. 
Absolutely yeah, flattened. Did. Somehow he's fine. Somehow he kickers are like cats. He was tweeting jokes about it to yeah. Pat McAfee. Yeah. Like he was tweeting like something. He made some Pat. He j- made the extra point. He said he, said <laughs> he, made he the drilled the extra point. Yeah. He said something along the lines of he's the uh, the first kicker to be targeted. Hashtag for the brand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's it's not wrong. When I cut that out, I made sure I got all four angles, just like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Good. Just because I went, oh gosh. Hey man, stuff kid probably played soccer. Yeah, must have. Um, so, I mean, so let's see. What did he do? Uh, he went three for three on field goals and made all of his extra points. So good for him. Uh, but Colin's oh, high on monkey bread. Yeah, Colin, Colin had some monkey bread, but uh, Stieg is hitting the uh, key lime rum. <laughs> I've, con- I've convinced Stieg that the key lime rum is uh, tasty. It is delicious, yeah. by the way. Just so everyone knows, it's uh, 7.30 on a Monday. <laughs> You're 7.30 on a Monday. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right, Nate, get it back on track. Yeah, all right. So, uh, Blake Barnett. Another decent game for him. Uh, pass protection is butt cheeks mm-hmm. um, for a, yet another game. Uh, it's almost like the team wasn't prepared for four straight weeks, even when one of those weeks was a bye week. And you're playing fucking UMass. And I, it just comes down to etch, etch, ex, execution, execution, execution. You're not executing very well today either. Nah, just, <laughs> dude, I, I've got I've got I'm Disney gonna, on the brain. I just I just oh, want. Uh, I don't think there's a cure for that. Did you go to Finn Wine? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. We went to Epcot a couple weeks ago and kind of walked around because it's it still going. Weekend, Did right? you get poutine? No, it's like still three weeks ago. Yeah, it started, yeah, it started early okay. September. For no, everybody out there, I'm not a Disney person, but best kept secret in uh, Epcot is Canada. Yeah, best That's restaurant in Canada or in the world. La Cellier or La Cellier or something. Wow. It's got poutine and whiskey. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I need. Also, Frozen Ride, fantastic. Oh. In Norway. Yeah, way to fucking co op my goddamn uh, heritage for your stupid fucking marketing purposes, Disney. I'm sure you. that's a first. Nah. Bring back the troll. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Blake finished uh, 17 of 24 for 209 yards, touchdown, interception, uh, and two sacks. That is eight sacks in the last two games given up by the offensive line. Not um, great. Not good. Uh, true freshman Donovan Jennings from Gaither, <clears throat> excuse me, got the start in place of Eric Mays. Um, got some conflicting information about Eric Mays, surprisingly enough. Uh, Saturday, when I saw Donovan Jennings playing at left tackle, I asked USF, what's the status update on Eric Mays? And I got back a one word, healthy. <laughs> Reassuring. So uh, I missed the press conference today. I called uh, Charlie during the media call and he said, oh, no, Eric Mays is uh, dinged up. He's battling an injury. Eric Mays. Wait here. a minute. You got lied to by a USF media professional? I am stu- stunned. Stunned. I'm shocked to find gambling in this establishment, <laughs> yeah, especially in my house. Maybe. Um, so w- w- wait a minute. Your your media guy and your head coach within how many hours? Can well, you get on the 48, same, 48 or so. hours? This just makes me trust Charlie Strong that much more. By the way, we're going to turn this into a South Florida town because that's what we need to do by giving 11 minutes of media access all week and then having your media people that flack for you lie to us. That's great. I'm sick of this shit. I'm so sick of this shit. You're being negative. Well, Colin. Stop being negative. You have to be positive. You about want this program. everybody bitches about every what's happening on the tour. This is what we're running into when we try and cover this program. You want, and then they go. It would be one thing if they would just suck it. You know, we don't really care. Yeah, all right, fine. You don't have to talk to us, whatever. But then they bitch about coverage, and, and that's when I get pissed off. We get people like Nate who are fucking doing this out of passion, who take time out of their day to get up there. 
right. on a scheduled time and just sit around with their thumb up their ass for fucking, what, two hours sometimes? Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean, when we were sitting out uh, waiting for fall practice to get access, I mean, we'd be out there for 30 to oh, close to an hour. Well, it's really point. cold outside, so that's fucking comfortable. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice, <laughs> nice fall breeze. Yeah, yeah. Fall Jesus through. Christ. Man. And by the way, it is not rain at all. And it is not just us, by the way. It is every outlet in this city nobody deals with the same. Nobody covers the team with the depth that we do. Nobody covers that kind of stuff that you cover, Nate. But everyone has problems and complaints with the way that USF handles this kind of stuff. And it's bullshit. And I'm I'm just I'm sorry. I'm fumed because when I was going through it, I was pissed off and I'd lay out every once in a while. But I was like, well, you know, I'm also the guy who starts a lot of shit and they had never had to really do with it before. But like when Nate goes through it, it makes me even more angry because, you know, he's trying to cover this program as effectively and efficiently as possible. And they just make it as goddamn hard as possible. And then they bitch about coverage. And that's what pisses me off. I'm done. Yep. Um, so getting into the, uh, UMass, uh, game and, Can we not? um, I sent out a tweet, <laughs> uh, last night, um, that former athletic director, Mark Harlan has made some questionable decisions during his tenure with the bulls. Uh, one, uh, for me was not placing a bid for baseball and two was the, Agreement to go to Amherst. Well, it's hard to sign the bid for baseball when you're in Utah. Mm. <laughs> when odd. your heart is mm. when your heart is already there, the pen might be too. They don't, yeah, they don't. They don't encourage literacy in Utah. <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, out of sheer word. curiosity, I put in a FOIA request for the UMass contract, <laughs> and guess what just popped into my email? Oh, oh! breaking! Beep, 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 beep. So, I am ready to hear how we got shafted by UMass. Let's see. Ooh, you're peeking behind the curtain. A little breaking news on the Balluminati podcast. So, I foiled the UMass USF contract Foyed. agreement uh, that was voided because of the hurricane. They Fuck you, Irma. Drew it up again. Uh, USF uh, got 250k to go to Amherst. <laughs> UMass is getting that money right back in 2022. So it's a wash. Uh, these one for ones. Yeah, we had to go to fucking Massachusetts. They get to come to Tampa. Yeah, which is annoying as hell. Yeah, they get to come to Tampa in October. They get to leave oh, Mass sons of in October, it's late October. Because the bastards. date of the second game is October twenty second, twenty twenty two. So lucky them. Uh, so if USF does in fact want to uh, buy out the UMass contract, it'll cost them one million dollars. That seriously will fund the program. It, it it will really help UMass when they drop back down to FCS. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult. Yeah, take like, UConn with you. You'll get a travel part. Let's struggle. <laughs> <laughs> you don't take trains, you bunch of fucking weirdos. <laughs> so let's shit on the team that we struggled with. <laughs> we okay. We didn't really struggle. The, those last two touchdowns were against like second, third string guys. Okay, Nick Saban, calm down. But uh, fair. Um, Nick Saban gave up 31 points to Arkansas this past weekend. I, it's Arkansas, man. You never know. Yeah, you, you kind of know. You kind of know. You kind of <laughs> Arkansas. Well, they lost to UNT. So UNT, by the way, who lost may, it? Well, UNT might not be terrible. By the way, there are like random teams here this year that are very good. Utah State is really good. Yeah. Oh <laughs> like, man, there's some random teams out there. They like, crushed BYU. Woo. Good. The, BYU is good. Like that's not shit. BYU. Mormon on Mormon violence. I like it. They have Jesus like a, Christ, what do they call it? Like the Beehive Cup or something. That's fucking. They all play each other. Utah is. They're, they're, they're gonna win that thing. Yeah. They're gonna beat Utah. Too. Oh, for sure. 
Um, so fun Amish people. So, uh, good thing for the offense. They averaged 8.8 8 yards per play. That was boosted by Jordan Cronkite's 76, 66, 30, and 77-yard runs. That's Still all. Uh, my mother, who is a Florida alumni and was a booster, big shit booster for a lot of years, when I said, she goes, hey, who's that kid? I go, oh, he's a transfer from Florida. She goes, Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> she very like very very quietly said fucking McElwain. So <laughs> on top of Jordan's runs, uh, jo- true freshman Johnny Ford had two long runs. He had a 19 yard touchdown and he also had a 31 yard touchdown. Uh, he finished with 77 yards on the day. I mean, it was on the ground. The offensive line looked great. The holes were there, and it was mm-hmm. just kind of smooth sailing. Running wise, uh, but again, the offensive line in pass pro is suspect. Center Michael Wiggs, I don't know how long, how much longer Charlie can deal with this because it is dreadful. He had a snap yeah. over Blake's head yeah. uh, on a promising drive, way over his head too. Way over like, his head. Well, it are, was. Are you, are you dude, saying that Charlie Strong is avoiding issues on offense? I you uh, said it. Not I'm not uh, me. No, that doesn't sound like him. At um, all. They're, they must be biding time for Brad Cecil to be ready. Um, we mentioned last week that uh, Brad Cecil had played four games already. He did not play at UMass. He traveled, but he did not play. So he still has the redshirt ability. Uh, we may see him come in because I, Michael Wiggs is just not getting the job done. Uh, Demetri- Demetrius Harris came back in. He started the first two games of left tackle, came back in after injury. And uh, yeah, there was that one of Barnett's sack was purely Michael Wiggs doing Michael Wiggs things, which is not good things. No, we're going to put a comparison on that. Um, and it, it wasn't even like a like a missed blocking assignment. It was just straight up getting beat by a guy who goes to UMass to play football <laughs> and you go to a division one power six school and you can't block in Florida in Florida with a budget and you can't block a guy properly. Like it's, it's, it's mind blowing to me that our offensive line plays this bad. But then again, I'm also watching Florida state who has probably one of the worst offensive lines in college football right yeah. now. Yeah. Just be glad you're not Florida State. Yeah. Could be so much worse. Every could day. Worse. Every day of my life. You're you're up 20 on the canes. Would you like a cup, Colin? What? No, he can have mine. It's I, okay. I can, it's my glass. I can have the other end of the glass. It's fine. Having a couple of sips of the key not wine. They, uh, yeah. The, I mean, it, the offensive line, it's so odd to see the holes just look so... I'm going to... Oh. How was your weekend, day. buddy? <laughs> <laughs> It's I'm trying to be the best way I could say this without uh, making it too, just, uh, too loosey-goosey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so UMass linebacker, Brighton Barr, he was the one that had an interception. He also had a sack. He's the leading tackler. He had this little fun little quote after the game, after allowing 58 points to USF. I haven't heard this. It wasn't them. It was us. A couple of missed assignments really hurt us. Fuck you, Bo. It wasn't that. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> You play for UMass. How many explosive touchdowns did they have? Uh, Five? Okay, so we had the 72-yard touchdown 
pass to Tyree McCants. Play two. Wasn't a, second play of the game. Second play of the game. It was not a misassignment. It no. was a perf. It was a dime piece of a throw from Blake to Tyree. And and they got the safety to move over because they showed they showed run or or it was some sort of shoulder fake because I did what I just watched it and the safety came down and it was just like man coverage right up the seam and, and the D, the DB was step for step with yeah step Dropped step for there. step and it was right in the basket for him. Yeah. They had the Cronkite seventy seven yard run, the seventy six yard run, the sixty six yard run, the thirty yard run, the thirty one yard run by Ford, the nineteen yard run by Ford. But sure, it wasn't USF. Now. <laughs> fuck off. Get him right now. <laughs> First of all. Fuck them. We, Go we, get a fucking haircut. We, oh, you fucking hippie. Damn hippies from Amherst. Fucking hippie. The Photoshop tool. I bet you smoke some reefers, too. <laughs> they probably don't test for that in uh, UMass. They probably don't have the budget Whatever for that. that. It's too cold. He's um, up there, isn't it? He totally looked like Nick Sharga, though. He did, but oh he my. just had like that. <laughs> the fuck's a Nick but Carter. he played like sunshine. The the, the stud the f- fullback from Temple who just like whipped our ass and cost us a championship game one year. Yeah, blocked those up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so after all of those explosive plays that I just mentioned, USF's uh, five factors efficiency, uh, their explosiveness margin, uh, 26th in the nation, which is pretty dang good. And then rushing marginal explosiveness, 12, 12th in the nation. Pretty good. Uh, I would pretty, venture to say good. that last year was uh, somewhere along the same line. Yeah. Um, oh, you'll you guys will get a kick out of this. Oh no! I see uh, the thing that you just pulled up. Oh no! I need more alcohol for this one. Um, <laughs> the, the passing marginal explosiveness is a nice and balmy 69th in the nation. Oh, that's, nice. That is nice. That's very nice. Uh, sack rate uh, 95th. In the uh, that's not as nice. That's not that's nearly nice. as nice. Funny. Um, so I, I went through Jordan Cronkite has had three consecutive hundred yard rushing or better games. I went through the box score play by play to see, okay, well, what's he doing? And in the spring, I mentioned in the preview, he looked fantastic. He always fell forward. So I looked, he's had three carries where he did not get back to the line of scrimmage wow. in those three games. He had 60 carries for 567 yards. Only three did not get back to the line of scrimmage. Fall forward. That is amazing. Uh, in the UMass game, he had six carries where he got back to the line of scrimmage. No yard gains, gains of zero. He didn't have any in the previous two games. He didn't lose a yard against ECU. So it, this is why I thought that he was going to be the number one running back, and he's 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 bored out. Um, when we see Duran Bell come back, I think he's still going to be the running back number two. Johnny Ford's been fantastic. He wasn't even on anyone's radar as a running back, and he's been wonderful. Trevon Sands, again, no show on offense, and Elijah Mack is dealing with another injury. I really like Ford playing slot. I, I, I it, put them both on the field. Yeah, they're both put them, they're, they're that good. Um, but I, I continue to crunch numbers much like Nathan did this past weekend um, because I listened to coach strong's press conference and, uh, and from going into the UMass game and he said, one big thing that they need to do is win on first down. Uh, that was probably the negative thing about the ECU game was we were consistently in the hole going into second and third down. And then, you know, you get desperate uh, when it's, you know, second and you're past the sticks. Mm-hmm. So, Ran the numbers and I used uh, the first play on every drive because that was what was killing us against ECU. Right. Um, you know, the the touchdowns that we did have were on sustained drives and then, you know, the rest were just three and outs. Uh, if I recall correctly, we had eight three and outs, right? Yeah, I think it was against like ECU? T- 10, I believe. Yeah. Eight, eight or 10. One of the two. We only too had, many. yeah, too many. <laughs> so for this game, we had three touchdowns on the first play of a drive. 
That was that's like 2016 numbers. Oh yeah, and one on the second play of a drive. Yeah, which I I was almost gonna count, but I counted in a different category. We had four plays that went 10 plus yards. So I would consider, and those 10 plus, like one of them was like 15. The rest were you know the longer um, 20 plus, so explosive plays. Yep. Um, we had four plays that went for zero yards or less. Two of those were, or one of them was going into halftime where Cronkite got back to the line of scrimmage on like just like a dummy run. And the other one was kneeling at the end of the game. That doesn't count. Which does, I counted, but I didn't count it. And then we had two penalties, which on those plays were um, both, you know, six yard passes and then eight yard passes. We had one incomplete pass and one turnover. And that one turnover was uh, that the Bronson fumble. Yep. Which if Strong said, you know, we got to, we got to win on first down. That's winning on first down for the most part. Absolutely. To have basically only three plays that resulted in you still being at like your first down marker, basically like that's pretty good. That's, that's, that is a, I'm going to say this word and I'm going to say it with a grain of salt. That is a well designed and well uh, executed uh, game plan to win on that first down. Yep. So we had a couple of O-line questions. Should we mix those in now? Or? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Okay. So, um, Matt Galloway, 25 asks, uh, seems the run blocking is far better than pass blocking. Is the O-line just that much more comfortable run blocking or is it good play calling catching the D in bad positions? Um, I, I think Steve would agree. It's, or everyone would agree. I, I think it's easier to run block than to pass block. Yes. Yes. Uh, because you are the one initiating the contact. You're not waiting for someone to attack you. Uh, and what I've found in the last two games is USF struggles with stunts. Um, the Brighton bar sack on third down was off a stunt. It was USF had the proper amount of people blocking. They, he just looped around. Michael Wiggs wasn't blocking anyone. Brighton Bar's the guy who makes the sack. And it's those kind of things, uh, especially when they went wide nine, as we saw against ECU, it gave them trouble. And that that's not going to get fixed overnight, and it didn't get fixed during the bye week, so I don't expect it to get fixed against Tulsa or anyone else. It may look better, but it's probably not going to be better. But a thing I did notice is when they did go to wide nine, they checked to a different play. I They audibled, I think all but one time. And I think the only reason why they didn't do it on that one time was because the play call that they were going to run was the play call that they were going to audible to if they were in wide nine. And mm-hmm. if, if I, we pointed it out, I think on Twitter, uh, if they're going wide nine, your best friend is unfortunately, unfortunately a halfback dive. Exactly. Um, and it worked really yeah, well. It, it worked really well, guys. So this is from uh go bulls, 2000 at LG Aspari <laughs> LG or L gas Perry. Oh, well, we're just going to call it that. Jesus um, what's wrong with our wide receiver blocking this year? It I seems was, yeah, yeah. when we actually try bubble screens, the defense is always on the receiver as soon as the ball gets there. All right. So here's my theory. Okay. So 2016, we saw how tw- 2015 and 2016, we saw how good the wide receiver blocking was best we've ever had. Absolutely. And last year, still very, very incredible. Good. Yeah. This MVS. year, MVS, uh, even Rodney Adams, who hates contact more than anyone I've ever <laughs> met in my entire life. He would get out and put a helmet on somebody. He would get, get out and put a helmet on someone. And we still have McCants, who's still the best and wide receiver st- blocker. Exactly. In and history. Mitch Wilcox is fantastic out wide blocking. Right. But it's the other wide receivers. D'Angelo Antoine, mm-hmm. not a good blocker. He got blown off the ball at, uh, against ECU, and Jordan Cronkite lost like six yards on a swing pass. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Clairvaux, not a good blocker. 
Retro freshman Randall St. Felix, not, not a, a good blocker. blocker. <laughs> he is not a good blocker. He's at really all. good on tunnel screens, though. Yes, yeah, right. As yeah. the as the loop as, going in, yeah. but like you need to have McCants on that side with him, and then have those like, the guys. The Y. And- now here's here's my theory. What do MVS and Ronnie Adams have in common? They fast, boy. NFL That's, potential? Yes, they're fast. They fast as fuck, boy. They can names. get to their spot and to their man and to their okay. block much quicker than Clairvaux and St. Felix. They can get in position at least much quicker than they can, especially on those bubbles. Those quick hitters, you need to get there faster <coughs> than your defender. Now, I saw a. it was going to be a tunnel screen. Clairvaux and Randall St. Felix, they missed the block. Clairvaux didn't get to his spot until well after he should have, and it just blew up the play. Now, this is my this is just a theory. Tell me I'm wrong. That's perfectly fine. But I think this the lack of speed with the blockers on the outside is hurting just as much as the lack of technique and lack of skill in blocking. I'm gonna agree with you on a couple of things here. One, listen to this. That is the sound of Stanley Clairvaux's knees when he walks after nine million ACL surgery. That, that's that's what it sounds like. Like, you know, he's lost a step in his Dr. Stanley Clairvaux MBA ABD um, in his like ninth year at USF. Hey, like, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. You stay forever. Um, but he, um, you know, he's just not as quick as he used to be. St. Felix. I mean, he's so good, but he's a freshman. You know what I mean? And he's at some point going to have to learn these techniques and figure out like to stay on the field. But this is, we talked about putting like Johnny Ford in the slot. You put Johnny Ford in the slot, you're going to have the same problems. You know what I mean? It's not like he's going to be able to downfield and like push people around either. So um, I think we just had such an elite group of guys that could put a hat on people. And it does look like Willie ran a different kind of bubble too yeah like the bubbles looked different there's the, uh, it seems like there are a lot of cross blocking in right. this scheme than just straight up okay i'm i'm crossing veto right now i'm getting him i'm not going to get calling yeah right and then it's and then it becomes like hat on hat and then you have to beat because the safety comes down and you just got to beat man on man out athlete that guy yes. with the guy with the ball has to out athlete the safety um i i love i love the potential that these guys have but we're not where we were last year. We don't have the skill talent that we had last year. Blocking. And our, uh, I would even go so far as to say, like... Almost all over. When you're coming from... I mean, you're coming from... Well, not Marlon Mack, but you're coming from MVS, who is, I mean, proving in the NFL. Proving. Yeah. He's, what we all knew, which was that that was in a... You know dude. what? This is where Colin has said that he is the he was one of the best wide receivers in the AAC. And he, he misspoke when he first said it. And he said that he is the best wide receiver, even though Cortland Sutton was in the league. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Anthony Miller, too. <laughs> and Anthony Miller. Uh, but we're seeing it bore out that... MVS is really fucking good. Best wide receiver in program history. Not on numbers because he wasn't here as much and not on all like and he had to spread the ball more and share the ball more. But in terms of like elite athlete baller, I think through five weeks of his NFL career, he's probably already the most successful former USF wide receiver. 100%. I think he finished with six catches, 59 yards, and a score yesterday. That would have been more than every USF wide receiver in school history until 2000, from 1997 until like 2015. 
Because Carlton Mitchell never even caught six passes in the NFL. Yeah, I don't think so. You know so. what I'm saying? So but like, he would put out some fire Twitter uh, posts and memes. Twitter was We'll catch passes for food. Well, that right. was my favorite. <laughs> that was great. But like, I mean, literally, and and he's already surpassed it. I think he's the best. I just sit. You see that kid play. He's just an elite athlete. Like, you can tell. You can tell. So. And terrible tattoos. Unbelievable athlete. Great kid. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, um, <laughs> I hope that answers your question. Go Bulls 2000. Um, it, it's something that I've been thinking about for a couple of weeks that uh, maybe it comes down to speed and it kind of uh, it kind of proved uh, what I was thinking that it, I think it's just you're not getting out to your block fast enough. Um, defensively, uh, Josh Black had another solid game. Uh for the Bulls, he came up with a big uh, sack, uh, sack and fumble uh, that Juwan Brown uh, recovered. Let's see, where Josh Black, three tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. Uh, retro freshman Nick Roberts led the team with ten tackles. He also had a tackle for loss. Um, your top three tacklers were all DBs, with uh, Mike Hampton and Ronnie Hoggins. Uh, Mike had a pick, and he also had a pass breakup. I have one question. What's up? Uh, I don't know if it was me just being not observant in the second half. Did Nico play in the second half? <laughs> I didn't mm. see him on the field. I haven't even gotten to the defensive side of the tape yet. <laughs> because <laughs> I was, I mean, I'm going to have to do the re, I'll, I'll watch the game tonight again, but I didn't see him much. He might've been out for like a drive or two and I just stopped paying attention, but he, I, I know they try to like scheme Nico. Um, obviously Nico's a very, very good run def- uh, run defender. He's very good on rush defense and will occasionally make a good play here and there. Um, in the passing um, game, it but- looks like he made one tackle in the fourth quarter. They put him back in uh, with like Ooh, 10 minutes yeah. to go. And then Nico Saltel is still a kick-ass name. And it, it looks like he made two tackles in the third quarter. Okay. I, it might've been, they might've just been subbing him in and out. But I, I, I think I mean I think they've been doing that uh, frequently with him and uh, Dwayne Bowles and Tony Greer and Kirsten Johnson. Yeah. They've been they've been fair. Coach BJM has been fairly liberal with his subs uh, this season so far, especially at the linebacker position. He's also I mean Nico. It's good keeping those guys fresh because you know we can't you can't do what we did with Augie and just throw him in there every single play and, <laughs> and hope that you know he makes the plays that he needs to get in there. Sanchez. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Basically. Um, can we uh we gotta go? So like it's eight oh one. Uh Tulsa preview. They got three quarterbacks, none of them are any good. But they all uh, have really kick ass names. Skipper, President. Boomer, President. And none of them can throw the <laughs> fucking football. They're all trying. They're all uh, trash. Boomer, uh, I've listened to uh Philip Montgomery's uh press conference today. Boomer is getting the start. They're the ninety third overall S P one oh seven on offense, sixty three on defense. I feel like you gotta go Boomer. I mean just name alone. Yeah. He goes Skipper to school in Oklahoma and he doesn't go to Boomer sooner. He goes to Tulsa. Good enough. Maybe he wasn't. Uh, Seth Boomer sooner. in his first start uh, against Houston last Thursday. He was 13 31, 227 yards. Touchdown Watch that game. Eight. He sucks. Okay, Ken. <laughs> um, they have two running backs with 92 uh, carries, uh, but they're not explosive. Um, they're both averaging under four, under five yards to carry, 4.5 and uh, 4.1. That's Corey Taylor, the second, and Shamari Brooks. Each have four touchdowns. Um, but, Nate, if I if I average four yards a carry, I get a first down every time. Because that's how that works. 
Justin Justin Hobbs is their most targeted wide receiver, and he's catching less than 50% of his uh, targets. He has 19 catches for 256 yards. They have four guys. um, I can't wait to play down to these people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They have uh, four guys with at least 15 catches. Um, Man. They're not good. This is like, I've watched too much of this team this year because I have a problem. Um, <laughs> they are really bad on both sides of the ball. But they're going to have a breakout game against us. If oh, they're ever, I mean, probably. if they're ever going to do it. Um, Boomer, like, I mean, he's he's a kid, so obviously he's going to get better. But, like, he's not good right now. He doesn't have any help. Um, he makes throws into spaces where there are people that do not wear his jersey. He likes to do that. Mm. Um, definitely can't cut it back to his left, like, whatsoever. So, uh, not great. I, I and then the spread comes out and it's only seven and a half and I'm like what in the hell like we're a seven and a half point favorite we should be we on talent we are a three touchdown favorite in this game on the road on a Friday night and like it's just it shows how much USF has underperformed this year where I think they could be the you know and by the way so they do. So they're going to start Boomer. They use president in red zone situations a lot. So you'll see he'll definitely get on the field. That's a ridiculous sentence. (laughs) (laughs) The president Um, come in for the red zone. (laughs) The president, the president does come into the red zone and then they impeach him on the kickoff. Um, So just so they will play two guys. They try and they're trying to do some different scheme things to put skill players on the field doesn't seem to be working. And by the way, their defense is paper mache. Like it's yeah. trash. So. Um, let's get to some Twitter questions. I got one that's actually really good. It's a two parter from Zach Palmer at ZM Palm. Um, have you ever seen a hit like the one Vincent Davis put on that kick returner? I yes. I've, there's a couple. Yeah. Um, the Mike Jenkins hit again, first uh, oh, Cincinnati, oh, 2007 oh, 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 yeah. homecoming. Um, I always made the joke that he had that man. Yes. Um, <laughs> like there are two uh, of that guy walking around right now. Yeah, like the Dewey Cox, the John C. Riley, when he's like, "I've been halved." Mm-hmm. That was that. Yeah, one hundred percent. You guys remember Wild Wild West? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You got a love list. Uh, <laughs> um, September twenty sixth, two thousand nine. John Legist maybe put the biggest hit uh, in school history. Uh, when he rocked, uh, God, I can't even remember the four state running back caused a fumble. I heard that turn turned yeah. everybody. Th- I think that was the turning point in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any others off the top the, of your head? Not- Cecil Cherry. Oh, the uh, Cecil Cherry. Oh. Yeah, no. that was that was that the Memphis ha- game, and that that was dirty. and that, that man was, had a family. That was nasty. That was had cool. past that, tense. Yeah, the only thing I can think of that was on, anything remotely similar was an NFL game. Uh, I don't know why this hit always sticks out to me. Um, I really want us to link it because it's one of those hits that's like. When you watch it again, you're going to be like, God, that man is dead. Daryl Reed's hit from the Colts game, like in 2012, I think, on a kickoff, just absolutely decimated a return, man. Very similar to how Vincent Davis did it. And then, like, just picks up the fumble, like, almost like Jadavia and Connie and just... Scoops and scores it. John Which, just had one. That That's the two. That, oh, thanks for joining the conversation. Yeah. Go, and then J.R. Reed had one that... Like old man, old man Colin remembers J.R. like decapitated a man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but so for so far this year, that was the hit. Yeah. The scoop yeah. score on a hit. Yeah. That was, I mean, he scored on that play too. He did. He picked the fucking <laughs> he ball up, the up and he walked <laughs> the five feet to the end zone. Um, <laughs> number two from ZM Palm. Who is going to have a better NFL career, Blake Barnett or White Mike? Mike. Is the clapper that Mike Lombardi likes to call Jason Garrett, is he still going to be the head coach? 
I think that's a push. I'm gonna say Mike. I'm gonna go push. Fair. He could be a pretty good quarterback in Jacksonville. I be I'm better than what you got now. Better than what you got now. You get for recruiting. Fucking see. Um, rank the remaining games uh, win confidence level being a, with seven being uh, the most sure one being the most uncertain. Uh, Tulsa. Yeah. Five. <sighs> UConn like seven. seven. UConn seven. That's a lock. Drop game. I put I put Tulsa at five. Okay. Actually, uh, six. Six. Uh, uh, Tulsa. I'll we all do, know number Tulsa one. I'll do seven. Connecticut, I'll do seven. Houston, one. Oh, oh we're not like putting these in order? No. Well, no. we're going down and we're going down the schedule. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. No, he, seven saying, game, oh. he said one to seven. There's seven games. Oh, okay. Five. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, fine. So okay. Tulsa. Yeah. So, so Tulsa, six. <laughs> UConn, seven. Houston, two. Tulane. Five, five, Cincy, three, three Temple, four, four UCF, UCF, one. Yeah. I'm actually going to flip. We all agree with that, right? I'm no? going I'm going to flip two of them. Okay. I'm going to flip Houston and UCF. You're gonna, more scared of Houston than the Knights. I am terrified of Houston. Okay. Rivalry, you never know. And the the only the only foreseeable thing that I can see my reasoning why is there's one man that terrifies me more in Derek, our league. Gee, who you're Derek talking about? King. Derek King. Not Derek Oliver. It's not Ed Oliver. It's, it's Derek King. King. Right. He will shred apart our defense because he'll run the ball. And then Ed Oliver will also eat our offensive line alive. And the only problem with Derek King, though, is that and he's very good and he, he has made me some money this year, quite frankly. Um, but the problem with Derek King is, is that he does tend to make the big mistake. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to have to hope that they get two big mistakes out of him because he, he's going to run the ball mm-hmm. on them all day. Well, and we are not good against running quarterbacks this year. Right. They should just put up a backup in that game and then they'll probably, they'll be fine. Just like, <laughs> just start whoever their other quarterback is for the next couple of games and for then just sporting chance. Yeah. yeah. That'd be and helpful. I've got at least one. If you don't get to it, I'm going to. I'm gonna yeah, go ahead. No, go no, ahead. No, no, no. no, go ahead. No, no, take it. Do it. Um, I don't even know how you say that last name. Zane Nancy. Oh, I know that. I know Zane. Okay. Uh, asks. Do you ever feel like as bad as we rag on USF, we doth protest too much? Have we forgotten how much 2011 to 2014 sucked? So no, the fuck we haven't. So I wanted to I wanted to share this because actually I, I starred that and I was going to answer Zane's question on the podcast. Um, I had a conversation. I had a conversation with a USF staffer this weekend and this person said, you know, I like you. I know that you like USF. I know that you like care, but like, it's tough because like, you're also really hard on the school and all that kind of stuff. How is Judy? (laughs) Okay. Um, and, and I answered with this analogy, which I've used before and it just seemed like the perfect time. It's, um, when your dog shits on the carpet, you still love your dog. You know what I mean? And when USF screws up, I still love the school. You know what I mean? I, it's not that I want bad things to happen to USF. It's that your dog that you love sometimes does things that you don't want it to do and things that it should not do. And you have to, when the dog is bad and choose your carpet and choose your, your bag that you take to work every day, like, like Violet did. Oh, Violet's, Violet's perfect. You don't ever talk about it. I know, but like you it's have to yell at Violet. Violet, I love you very much. 
bad dog. See, what your mother and I are trying to say is we're disappointed, but we're encouraged by your progress. Right. And the problem is, is that I say it with a massively sarcastic tone. And I think, oh, I've had that. I think everyone in this room says it with a massively sarcastic tone. And we rub it and it rubs off sometimes and it it gets misinterpreted by some people the wrong way. I've gotten pompous a couple of times and. You are pretty pompous. I, You're welcome, buddy. That, that came straight That definitely, you. That the, right you, you did. <laughs> uh, I, I never thought I was pompous until I met you. You're not, we'll get to that. Uh, you're not, and it's, people don't, People are so fanatical that they are not able to see the far. Criticism the is it's not bad. It's not. It's not. And bad. pointing out the things that we could do better on. Who, sticker cheer, who cheerleads this program more than we do? No. We, have a, we have a volleyball coach, by the way, the curse of the podcast. How do you like that? They go oh, man. This weekend. <laughs> we bring our, Courtney. Our bad Courtney. Yeah. Our bad Courtney. Um, but like, I wasn't here. That's why. We cover. We cover everything that we possibly can we do it and when this thing is going well man go back and read our read our bog from 2016 football season everybody's like oh we're not doing this we're like chill out it's fine we're really good it's gonna be okay and it almost was you know so so and 2017 we're like yeah. Until right, the yeah. Houston game, we were pretty on board, and then we're like, okay, we got problems here. We have even an, the week before. We have an issue with re- like the second we get a little good, resting on our laurels, and then we get fucking dragged them up. Like we get drug. It's it, and once we lose that first game, everyone that's saying chill out, they're fine, they're fine, oh, they're fine. It's like, oh well, I mean the they they were they were bad already. They, yeah. We already knew that they were bad. So when so, we don't think that USF should be ranked, it's because we watch the games on the field and can say. I love my team. I want my team to be good. I haven't seen that they can beat twenty the, the, everybody but the top 25 teams in this country right now. There's no chance. Clemson, people, somebody was saying Clemson has two losses. How can they be ranked? Or uh, Texas A&M has two losses. because How can they be ranked ahead of us? Because they played Alabama and they lost to Clemson by two. Okay? Dude. Guess what? You put us on a neutral field with A&M right now. And Dead. I think A&M's got quarterback. I am not bought in on what they're doing. They're just sort of like throwing the ball up down the field like Trace McSorley style. And they think that's okay. They would come out here and pave our ass on a neutral field. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's where we are now. Can the we Birmingham get Bowl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually going to be – that's the next one I'm going to bring up. So, like, that doesn't mean I, – I just – we can't lie to ourselves. Realism the, is a thing. Right. And you know what? If you guys want like all rah-rah cheery commentary. Go to wrong fucking go website. 100 miles down the street, motherfuckers. Go to. We're not printing banners. <laughs> like, no. We ain't that fucking program. What, what gets me is I've, uh, I've talked to some USF people and we had a conversation that. Just there's not. We all know it's Judy. It's Judy. Right? It's Judy. Uh, there's not enough uh, USF fans for everyone for us to be critical. Oh, so that's the argument is that there aren't enough fans. There, for are, us there to aren't, teach. there aren't enough. So we need everybody to be on board with USF and pulling in the same direction. Yes, my mother. Yeah. No, I'm going I know who you're talking about. So, so certain yes, staff members want nothing but cheerleading, which yes. at the end of the day, I do. I don't even write for the goddamn site. I'm just on this podcast. I have a drink and then I bitch in this microphone for fucking an hour and a half. <laughs> and it's and um, listen. I'm gonna be a little critical because I have been. I love this program. I turn my back on a family legacy to fucking support this program. That, so I'm gonna do it harder than most people are. But I'm gonna be the guy screaming in the fucking stands. And trust me, I am. What the fuck are you doing? And um, it's not irrational. Like you can have a bad game, you can have a bad series, you can have a bad quarter. 
These things are going to happen. It's part of a football. That's fine. But to ignore the reality that is in front of your fucking face is how Skip Holtz gets a goddamn contract extension at five and seven oh my that God. you're paying for for five more fucking years. There is the lack of criticism of this program from the top down, from the ADM building to the Selman Center is why they fell into the dog shit pile that they did. And so you're goddamn right. We're going to call it out when shit goes wrong. Stay with um, me. So I, I put this in Slack today and I thought it was apropos. Oh boy. I, think I don't even all, know what that word means. <laughs> I think I think about all the things we could be telling people about how kind of shitty it is behind the scenes and the line from the great or Mad Eye Moody. Fucking nerds, all of you. To Drake all Malfoy pops up. I know things about your father. The football program <laughs> that would curl even your greasy hair boy. That's yeah, true. I only hear half this shit and I'm amazed. It's bad. So do not. And we're doing good as far as football programs go. If, if you scenes. think we, we don't. I know, dude. No, 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 I mean, behind the scenes, like there's no. You know, if you don't think we bury stuff for this shit. program and that we all we do was just shit on them, I promise you that is not what we and do. This, this isn't like a threat or anything. It's just no. saying that we. If we weren't wanted to be critical of this program, we would fucking bury it. If we were in it for the clicks, oh dear lord, there's some shit from just this year. <laughs> yeah. Just this calendar year. And that dude, would I only know have half generated of thousands of clicks. And do not come to the watch party and ask us because we're not telling Unless you. Unless you get us drunk. And then you're allowed to. Then and maybe, 150 bucks to the IPF and I'll tell you. Maybe you get a sticker. 150? 150. Gotta be more than that. You're not, you, your asking price is way on, too buddy. low. How about this? Will there be a contest at the Tulsa watch party to right. see who can guess the correct number of times the hashtag HB dive is ran? There should the be, game? and there should be a fucking uh, championship belt Oh, we should do a counter, this. like a, oh, oh, a live counter. So okay. stand up in the corner and yes. check them off. That'd be Absolutely. hysterical. Vanna. <laughs> see, oh, Vanna, Vanna actually texted. Pickle wants to know when she's coming back on the podcast. <laughs> From I Huck It Deep, will we throw a pass to the running back this week? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> it's just I, like, hey it's just, you come for the truth it's not part of uh so let's see um jordan cronkite has four catches the oh. problem is is He's, that in this system you always have to write i know I it's not just it's not just the system it's especially this year where you know normally you could say okay let's you know let's you know block with five and have the running back you know come out on a on a safety valve that was that was what q did quite a few times um our offensive line sucks and they need jordan cronkite to block yeah, like that's just that's just what it is. That's like, honestly so, what it is. But last year when we had a last year, it was line, seven. We would. But I mean, then we would still not slip. Dernis, with, yeah, we're no. screaming all year to with, slip Dernis. with with Sterling's offense. You're not going to get a pass catching receiver. But there's also the thought that maybe he didn't have one because Deontay Foreman was definitely not. He was just I'm just going to run forward and see what Speaking happens. Speaking of uh, Sterling's offense, what were the <laughs> offensive versus defensive touchdowns this past week? Um. Like how many offense versus how many? Like how many were spurned from an offensive, initially from an offense or defensive play? Ooh, let's find out. Um, I know at least. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was five turnovers. Let's see what points off of turnovers here. Going back to the how many HP dives there, I just I, I thought about Steve just going. Well, what if it's a read? Nah. Sorry, I'm going. Is it? I mean, like, it's, it's a thing. It's <laughs> what if it's a read, guys? Like, oh, like this is this is what pissed me off more than anything this past week because someone was like the 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 Jordan Cronkite bailing out Sterling Gilbert this game. No, that, but if it works, it works, and that's, that's what pisses me. Like. <laughs> Exactly. That's, I really, attack a that's flaw. the same bullshit as like, I don't care about the fucking process. I like the result. Like, it, 
like you can't have your cake and eat it too. If you want to criticize Sterling Gilbert for calling a bad game against ECU, I will do it. If Jordan Cronkite breaks Jordan. off three runs of that deepness, like that's because Sterling saw something that he needed to call. Yeah. Like that's that's good play calling. Like he's like, oh, they were fluke plays. Like those are the outliers. It's like no, they don't call plays to fucking call plays. They call plays to fucking score. That's the whole point of the goddamn beer and shoot offense is you score as quickly as you fucking can. That's all it and, is. And to, and to be honest, explosiveness is the name of game in college football. Otherwise, you're running a flex bone. Yeah. Like, or you're Wisconsin or Stanford. So the first play of the second half, I think, really good example of that. Like, I just I just went back and, like, watched it, like, four times. So it's just, it's straight halfback dive veer. You know what I mean? And and <laughs> I think it's Wilcox comes in, cracks, he cracks across. They're spread out and, and, and he just goes. Like, it's so simple, you know? And, and. When it works, it looks so beautiful. But when you see it smashing the line over and over again, they call it, it looks like a halfback dive. It's not a halfback dive. It's they're running veer. And a lot of those were like, like halfback dive. If you want to go like textbook definition, halfback dive is basically straight up between the a gap, right? And like a lot of those were off, off, not not off, uh, off guard or yeah, off yeah. There was a few off tackles. Uh, and like someone was like, oh, I need imaginative play calling. It's like, well, we did that and it didn't work. So we went back to the stuff that did work. And that's why we did it. Like they, they, they ran a play, they went, they ran a pitch to uh, Cronkite, which they very rarely do. And guess what? He lost yards. So you know what they did the next play? Oh, let's run it up the middle. He gained eight yards. It's like, all right. Like imaginative play calling is great for like a school, like a uh, hundred miles to the West where they can just do whatever the fuck they want and expect it to win. Hundred miles to the west, east, I believe. East, 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 the Gulf. Hundred miles. I'm used to, I'm used to Jacksonville, but yeah. it's 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 like Isn't that south. <laughs> Where the fuck are like you? Southwest. Quick, quick, quick question: Are you yeah. wearing two colored shirts? No, this is a uh, this is just a fucking jumper. It's a jumper. Oh my bad. It's That's a, way, it's way a, more manly. My bad. It's a, it's a jumper. I thought it was a romper. No, I, I actually turn around because it has his name <laughs> yeah. on the back. It's got his fucking. It does have his name on. <laughs> You know, oh, from now on, dear. we're all going to I know we've been talking about. Uh, it's a Florida Yacht Club. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, are about, so, you are so white. We've been talking about staff polos, and we need names on the back. Like yeah, clearly. Anyway, Rob. That ups the price by like $25. <laughs> Listen, I, you want to be part of Steve's fucking gang or not? <laughs> the guy with the member guest shirt with his own name on it, that's pretty Caucasian, but I did spend $28 on salt this week. And he won't let me touch it. At a farmer's market. It's really that pissing is, me off. That is some of the most Caucasian <laughs> shit I've ever done in I my life. I wanted to snort some artisanal of the Himalayan salt. goodness. I, I bought four artisanal. kinds of artisanal salt in a thing for $28. This is the most Caucasian thing I've ever done. No, that's um, nowhere near the most Caucasian <laughs> thing you've ever done. I've what? seen you do Caucasian <laughs> shit, and that's not the worst this week. <laughs> It's sick. Eleven dying of tuberculosis is the most Caucasian thing. I was gonna say judging barbecue at a tailgate competition for the second year. Oh no 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 no. So oh god, USF had eleven penalties for a hundred yards. Four UMass got four first downs out of those penalties, and I look at the season stats. The opponents have gotten fourteen first downs off of penalties to USF's five, and it's. It's the lack of discipline, and it kind of goes into a, a question from a, a Twitterer. Um, what's with the sluggish starts? Is it the coaches or the players? Lack of discipline. What is it? There yes. was multiple offsides late in the game that extended UMass drives that led to touchdowns, and it's more it's those kinds of things that make their numbers look worse and keeps games much closer than they should be. One thing that we've never really addressed is we have just an ungodly amount of penalties. It's been that way for the past 10 years, 
And it's just, yeah. I don't know if it's player discipline. I mean, I guess it is, or it's just bad play call. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but it's just one of those things. It's like, oh yeah, we have bad you know, penalty yards. And then now what? I'm going to make the penalty rant. You guys on it. Giggity, I don't know if he's heard this rant. What? Teams that get penalized more win more. What are you, a fucking Miami fan? No, I'm serious. Like, you go by the stats. Like, if you are penal, if you are the most penalized team. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Right, because I can't call everything. Rollins so like, racing. So, if you're getting penalized a lot, even if it's stupid penalties, like, you know, offsides and, and dumb shit, like, you know, penalized teams win. It's just, you know, the nature of the beast. I, oh, I brought that um, up earlier. So, to something to note about the uh, the sluggish start. Um, We're usually we, pretty hungover. I think, well, I, this is, I, I'm fairly certain on this. So we talked about it last time I was on the podcast, like two weeks ago that your first 10 plays are scripted. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, 15, sometimes 15. Uh, and typically you, I mean, you don't run the same like 10 typically, but it's, it seemed like we're running the same 10 <laughs> plays to start the game. Uh, we should go back and check. I, I, I will, I'm, I will guess the first two plays. It's going to be a bubble to the left, pump and go to the right side. First it sounds like plays. my sex it, life. It, it, it's, I mean, and the, the thing is, was it technically a sluggish start since we scored on the second play of the game? <laughs> sort of. Like, it, the first two plays were, were good play calls, and it was going fast, and then, obviously, the, the next eight plays were kind of shitty after that, but it's... <laughs> We're not like that. That's where I can, you know, I, I seldom sit and criticize uh, Sterling and I'm probably the only person in the world that does. Yep. But uh, <laughs> it, the imagine like this is the time I'm going to criticize him where those first 10 plays need to have some sort of variety. And yeah, and, no, I mean, someone will catch on. So well, hold on just real quick to his yeah. point. Uh, this has been brought up before, like in passing. Is this are we doing like scripted shit just because we're holding back for something or so? And I can probably kind of get into this better than uh, Nathan can, but it's oh. yeah, no, 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 no offense, but I did research. Check out the for big dick on Steve. Oh, you it's fucking get, you put somebody's name on their own back. They get all fucking up. <laughs> um, so basically the reason why he runs those 10 plays is because those are the 10 kind of like setup plays. Like if, if you've ever played NCAA 14, I have not. Okay, if you've ever played NCAA oh, 14. You're, you're talking to the right man. So, yeah, buddy. Uh, so when you play NCAA 2022 and uh, NCAA champions over That's here. True. So. So, so when you're playing and it says like setup, like it'll give you like a percentage or something like that. Like this is a good play to set up. That's why he runs those 10 plays. That's why we run the halfback dive. That's why we run yeah. the bubble screens. That's why we run those deep plays is because, hey, we're going to probably run that play again, but it's not going to have the same outcome because instead of, you know, throwing it deep to McCants on the second play of the game, we're going to have McCants run deep and then hit uh, Wilcox on a curl. That's right where the safety or right where the middle linebackers would be if they weren't covering so deep. Yep. So that's why. Yep. So USF's, I, I'm just going through the box uh, real quick. So USF's mm -hmm. first uh, 10 plays. Uh, McCants for three yards on the bubble. That was uh, the holding call. Got sent back. 72 yards to McCants for a touchdown. Uh, very, their next drive, six yard pass completion around St. Felix fumble. Uh, and then USF's next drive, 15 yard rush by Jordan Cronkite, six yards to, uh, St. Felix, 20 yards to St. Felix, a botched snap by Michael Wiggs, <clears throat> Jordan Cronkite, no yards, uh, Blake Barnett with the slowest white man juke I've ever seen in my entire life. But what a move though. What a, and you know who it fucking was against Brighton fucking bar, that fucking hippie. <laughs> they call that the iceberg. <laughs> You, yeah. Jesus. There was a second there I thought he was going to pick it up. Uh, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah? well, he, uh, like, juked Brighton Bar's little, Whoa. oh, man. Easy, and easy. He, yeah. Hair. <laughs> he, 
juked his hair. Oh, man. It was really off. nice seeing Brighton Bar chase our really kind of sort of maybe slow quarterback with his <laughs> How hair. How dare you? His He's a beautiful, flowing. fast man who can swing so, the ball. And he has a kid. The, those, those scripted wow. plays worked <laughs> within the system. There was two miscues, the St. Felix fumble and the Wiggs bad snap that set everything back. So, the I mean, again, the Bulls were able to move the ball. We saw it. 8.8 8 yards per play is Top. You play it's choice. You play UMass, and yet you moved up in S and P. Not just because they dropped off last season, all the last season stats, but you moved up because you got eight point eight yards per play, even against a crap defense. That's yes. good. To put it in comparison, because I I saw this and I thought you'd find it more interesting. So uh, South Carolina beat Mizzou this past weekend, mm-hmm. uh, thirty-seven to thirty-five. They moved down twenty spots in S and P because they were outrushed, outgained, out yard per played. And everything, every stat except for points was negative. Well, that's Bill a Will Muschamp fucking team. Well, <laughs> B- B- Bill talked about it. A big thing is that S and P puts out a, a, a win probability percentage, and Mizzou had like twenty six percent percentage to win. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at um their game. So that yeah, they won. Uh, their post game win expectancy against Mizzou was four percent. Oh, so if you play, if you put all the numbers back in. Mm-hmm. South Carolina only wins that game four times out of every hundred. That's Coach Boom for you. All right, and it's uh, it's because what he what uh, Bill Connolly for SB Nation. If you guys don't follow him on Twitter, you should at Bill C. Uh, at at Bill, Bill C, C underscore SBN. SBN. SBN, and the site is uh, footballstudyhall.com. Yeah, and PAPN. Yeah. Um, yeah, listen to the uh, podcast. Yeah, podcast no, don't don't listen to this. Yeah, don't, don't listen to this. this. Listen this to them. Crap, yeah. They're um, way better at this. We're shut down. Fullcast. We are the Aldi. No, uh, we no, are the, the food lion. We're the Win Dixie no, of we're the, shutdown. We're the food lion. Yeah. Oh man, we're not. We're the Albertsons of shutdown. Fullcast. No, because we're, the, we're, Alberts, not, we're not. We're not Alberts, that good to be. Albertsons yeah, sh- ain't bad. They have a deli. Fuck you. Um, soup or no? What are the, the piggly wiggly? What are those off-market meat places where you can't get like meat filet, depot? But get the the rest of the the cow? meat depot. You get the head. Yeah, like you the get meat, the meat depot. We're the meat depot of shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. House depot, of meats. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we are. What, yeah, baby. What yeah. Bill C likes uh, for everyone to know is turnover luck. Turnovers are random. I mean, you'll force them, but most of the time they're Skill. pretty freaking yeah. random, and. That I mean, that's what happened a lot of the time. I mean, South Carolina is three and two, and they've had th- two games of one hundred percent post game win expectancy, and then there are three, uh, and then three games of under ten percent win expectancy, and they're one and two in those games. It's turnover luck. It uh, it's it's crazy. It's All right, insane. we have um, you people need to get out of my house. Um, no, I live volleyball lost two set lost two matches this weekend. I think they lost both in four. Is that correct? Uh, they lost. No, they got swept by Tulsa. I know that Tulsa swept, and then Wichita they lost in four. Yeah, women's soccer is fantastic. Um, Evelyn Vienz is ridiculous. Evelyn Vienz, I think she set the uh, scoring. I think she either tied or set the new program record for goals in a career. Uh, the the girls two. ridiculous. They're eight and two. They're three and one in the conference. Uh, they beat Cincy and then shut out uh, East Carolina on Sat on Sunday. Fuck you, uh, men's soccer is four five and two. They're one zero oh, and two in the AAC. They uh, drew with SMU. Um, Actually, pretty good. Yeah, if I mean from the fighting Methodists where they are. Um, and then it's cool. I can say that I'm Methodist. Uh, they face uh, Temple uh, at home. Um, Friday at seven volleyball, as we said, um, women's cross country, 
Sixth place and a seventh place by the men's. Uh, Who the fuck was seven? Oh, let's see how many people were in the tournament real quick. Uh, Seven. Women's golf. No, remember, uh, in cross country, you can run against, like, Florida College and, like, Hillsborough County Community College and all that stuff. You don't, you're not just necessarily facing Division One. Yeah, I saw that makes it worse. I I saw the first four and all four people of Florida College were running track that day. Yeah, no, let me, let me, let's go through it. All right. So Finlandia University finished sixth. That's a vodka. You're full of shit. (laughs) Rollins College, 15th. Eh. Red Bull U, how'd they do? (laughs) Warner, 14th. Mount St. Mary College, 13th. uh, Ave Maria University. Oh Oh my God. Florida College. Jesus Christ. <laughs> North Carolina West. Were they running from lions? Literally? This is all Palm, Palm Beach Atlantic was ninth. <laughs> Daytona State College was eighth. They lost. Uh, they finished behind Florida Tech, Nova Southeastern, Florida Southern. What about Greg Goose University? Malone and FAMU. I, uh, this is worked, fantastic. When I, worked with, when I worked at Chick-fil-A, uh, surprisingly, we had a good partnership with Edgar College. Eckerd plays those schools in sports. Yeah, yeah, because they're all Christians. <laughs> How are we bad at oh, running? Yeah. I think I think um, a blog writer Ryan T. Smith. He do cross country or track? D three D three athlete at Emory University. I, I I think I think he could. Does he have any eligibility left? Because yeah, right. please, Ryan, oh, save my us. God. You're only years. Ryan should come Listen, down here we're uh, not the best fucking shape podcast ever at no. all. Not even close. I mean, we're not the worst, but we're not the best. I feel like we can put up some. Better number sometimes. If we really hit Bayshore like a couple, like four mornings a week, we could probably get it done. Dude, I run four and a half miles for four days a week. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm not good. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just do it. So hold on. We got one well, more well, question. This is it. All right. Every guy. Last us. question. For uh, front of the pod, not underscore Heath asks the hey, question. Buddy. This year, I plan on going to my first bowl game as a fan. What the hell is wrong with you? All I hear is it'll be in Tampa, Birmingham, or the slight chance at an NY6, New Year's Six Bowl. Are these really our only options? Yes. No. No, they're not our only options. We could uh, not go to one. That could, Mike, I mean, yeah, the uh, season could just completely fall apart. <laughs> Mike Kelly has been adamant that we are not going back to Birmingham, which means I have 10,000 three-peat Birmingham Bowl championship shirts that he's going to get the invoice for. <laughs> um, hi, Mike. <laughs> uh, we're Everybody's got us projected to go to the Gasparilla Bowl. Um, I think everybody thinks we're going to lose two to three games, which is not unreasonable. And I know certain members of the Gasparilla Bowl board that would probably be one of them sitting right here. Yeah. Um, I'm so, right here, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, this is the board. So, like, the board. I'm on the board. We have a meeting on Thursday, but like, I think there, I think there's like 60 people on the board. So let's oh, not. What act the fuck? Like I want to be on the board. Yeah. So there are like 60 people on the board. It's a big board. It's a very big board. The long board? It, it, I would call it the long board, yeah. So anyway, I would say that um, the board would be very interested in having USF. Uh, I don't know how interested USF would be in staying at home for a bowl game, at least this year. Um, especially when you have back-to-back Birmingham's, then have to stay home doesn't sound super great. Uh, it's better uh, than not. No, we'll go. But I, I think if the conference – remember, there's no like first, second, third, fourth place yeah. in the AAC. They just send you – there's a list of bowls, Where you there's a go? list of teams, and they figure it out. Is the Popeye's Bowl still a thing? Mike Kelly, so if, if you're is, listening, we're not eligible for that this year. Oh, can we drop down to the max that we can be? Yeah, obviously. I, I think if we end up anywhere, it, I think we'll go to Texas or we'll go to D.C. for Armed Forces Bowl? Yeah. Mm. I have a very, I was about to say, I have a very strong feeling it's going to be military. If I, had a, if I had to throw my hat in the Where ring. Is that? And that's besides us obviously going to the, uh, the Fiesta Bowl this yeah. year. So yeah. like, my, like my prediction states, which is still accurate right now. 
Fair. Um, I think that's it. Uh, be sure to join us Friday. Beef Brady, South Tampa. It's just news Come place. Check it out. <laughs> Come hang out. Watch the USF game. Support the site. Get a sticker. Um, get a sticker. You'll get it. If you show up, you will 100% get a if sticker. If you get us, if you show up and you say, never mind. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> I already said that. Fuck you. Um, yeah. So come out. Actually, you know what? Th- you know, I take that back. If you come up and say hi, Rebecca, to somebody, you get a sticker. Fair. <laughs> Good job, Vito. You fucked that up. <laughs> Egg um, on your face. Yeah. So make sure you guys come out and join us. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll stay through the game. We'll chat. We're probably going to have some special halftime show kind of thing. Ooh, uh, like what? Like uh, Jamie is going rings? to be in Tulsa. That God bless bastard. this man. Uh, he will be covering the game for us. So we're going to try to set up a video link and do a little uh, halftime show if we can get the technology to work. Vito? Oh, it'll happen. Oh, oh, shit. We're going undefeated. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening to the Bluminati podcast presented by RP Electrical Solutions, LLC. What's their phone number again? Uh, this is your special phone number for the podcast listeners, 813-426-6592. One more time, a little slower. 813-426-6592. And can you find them on Facebook? You can find them on Facebook at RP Electrical Solutions, LLC. Not to be confused with RP Funding. Don't go to those people. They're weird. We'll see you guys Friday night at Beats. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. And bring your friends. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.